Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sub Tours. My name is Mai. I'm Misha. Awkward Ito. silence. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> well, unfortunately, Anjo won't be joining us for this episode. He's off being a good parent. <laughs> he is. He will be missed. Yes. Um, I'm. I'm sure we're gonna miss him and keep wishing that he saw this movie with us and talk about it with us. But oh well. Again. Being a good parent, which we are absolutely not. We are not parents. We can't relate. For no. Yep. Yep. <laughs> for yep. the most part, we're not parents. But yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. Let him go be a responsible adult. <laughs> so what are we then? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither of those things. And I feel like this movie we're gonna talk about is gonna bring out some childishness from us a little bit. Mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's an acquired taste depending on like people's humor. But again, so while Anjo is probably watching, I don't know, Encanto or Cars with his son for the nth time, we'll be talking about trains. And yes. uh, definitely not the kind you let your kids watch. So, yeah. We are talking about Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson. <sighs> Brian. I heard how you said Aaron Taylor Johnson, <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry, and more. So shall yeah, but we get you don't care about Brian Tyree Henry. I so. do. Yes, I okay. do. He was okay. my second favorite character in Atlanta. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, we're talking about Bullet Train, and shall we get this engine going? Hey, I miss Angel. <laughs> oh. All aboard. Okay, yeah. These puns aren't funny without <laughs> like, We're not dads. We can't yeah, pull off we... the dad jokes. Whatever. Okay, just roll the credits. Right. So, Misha, why don't you tell our lovely audience what Bullet Train is all about? Holy crap. What is this movie? This movie is like <laughs> if Tarantino and Guy Ritchie took cocaine and decided to make John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I mean yes. that in the best way possible. No. Uh, Bullet Train is based on the book Maria Beetle, which is translated into English as Bullet Train. And um, that book is a Japanese novel that was highly acclaimed for putting in um, a lot, a big cast of characters with a lot of intertwining twists. And it talks about fate. It talks about destiny. It talks about coincidence and the choices that people make. And then the movie does all of that too but then it turns it into a Looney Tunes action movie <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking cartoony in the, mm-hmm. in vi- but violent right. again in such an awesome way so um, it's all about uh, an assassin well it centers mm-hmm. around the, the point of view of an assassin named Ladybug who is played by Brad Pitt <laughs> and uh, he is on a mission to retrieve a certain briefcase but then of course it's not that simple. Nope, 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 nope. It's not. So, of course, there are going to be like other assassins trying to block his way who have their own ulterior motives, who have their own motivations that may or may not involve a wife dying. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like shit ton of craziness all happening within a bullet train from one, uh, from one side of Japan on the way to the other. Just mm-hmm. a lot of crazy shit. And we're not 
we're not downplaying it. It's like really crazy shit. Not at all. And um, the I, I, I just, I really enjoyed this. Coming out of this movie, I just had a big smile on my face because I couldn't yeah. believe how ridiculous and how well-made it is because it really holds together somehow. Because when you explain it to somebody, it sounds ridiculous. It does. Like some of the things that happened in this movie would really come out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> but when you see it in context, somehow it makes sense. It works. In fact, the, the only complaint that I would have, honestly, and this is going to sound ridiculous, my only complaint is that I wish the train was going faster because <laughs> I've... No, wow. I'm not... No, no, no. Listen, listen. Like, okay, so, coming from our standards of trains with the MRT and LRT, we're talking Japan here, and you still want it to go faster? No, screw that. The MRT <laughs> here moves like stop motion. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so sad, but it's true. So, no, 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 no. Deng and I were on the bullet train a few years ago in mm. Japan, and it, you cannot admire the scenery because, you. Well, no, it just, it looks like, just a bunch of streaks going by. Here, you can yeah. still make stuff out. So oh. that was my only complaint about the movie. I wish the train was going faster. Realistically speaking, it, I guess. It's okay because everything in the train is moving so fast, it makes up for it. Yeah. And I I enjoy the hell out of it. Um, I, I did not expect to have as good a time as I did with this movie. Yeah. Um, um, Misha and I actually saw it together in the cinemas at, at the premiere. Thank you once again for tra- tagging me along for mm-hmm. this ride. And, and also thank you, Columbia Philippines, for yay. inviting us. Yes, thank you. It was so much fun. And it was nice to see some um, old radio friends there too, since it was hosted by my old radio station. But um, Misha and I went into this just wanting to shut our brains off. Because, mm-hmm, I don't know, mm-hmm. it was the middle of the week. And, you know, actually, no, it was only a Tuesday. But we were already mm-hmm. exhausted at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. It was only Tuesday. But... Either way, we were just like, oh, I just wish this was fun. And I personally, I think I've seen the trailer at that point only once. And I didn't really understand much. I just know that, okay, Brad Pitt's going to get on a train, punch a mascot mm-hmm. or something. That's, <laughs> that's it. I didn't really think much of the story. But um, I had low expectations. Even still, I don't know why I had low expectations. I mean, it's a Brad Pitt movie and it's a Hollywood blockbuster. But still, that's all we wanted. Literally, all we wanted was just to like enjoy it and shut our brains off. And coming out of the cinema, I feel like it really exceeded those expectations. Not just in terms of being a really fun, gory action movie, but just how it was written and executed. It was freaking crazy. So let's talk about David Leach and his approach on this. Like, what did you think? Like, we said earlier, it's kind of like, Tarantino directed a John mm-hmm. Wick movie minus mm-hmm. minus the foot fetish. Um, <laughs> but for me personally, this is exactly what I expected from somebody who directed Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde, um, apparently was a producer on Nobody 2. Which we love. We love oh Nobody. my God, crazy. I also enjoyed Atomic Blonde. Not Didn't love it, but it was fun still. But I, I I liked it a lot actually, Atomic yeah. Blonde. Um, mm. No, but he, something that um, he's also the co-director of the first John Wick movie, but it was his directing partner who got sole credit. These two guys mm. started out as stuntmen on stuff like the Matrix movies. I mean, um, David Leach himself used to be like Brad Pitt's stunt double. So basically, it looks no like they shit. called they called in every 
favor from everybody they knew to get into this business, to get into the directing business from being stunt coordinator, stunt coordinators. And it just took off from there. You're right. He did Atomic Blonde. He did Deadpool 2. He also did um, um, Hobbs and Shaw, which is a wonderful bit of nonsense. Yep. But I, I think something about what you said earlier, how we just wanted to shut our brains off and why we were surprised by how much we enjoyed this is because it is nonsense, but it's smart nonsense. It's not like, say, and I'm sorry to say, it's not something like Red Notice, which just takes a bunch of big names and then doesn't put any much any effort beyond that. Yeah. This one does good stuff. I mean, this one plays with the actors in it. Like Brad Pitt is um, leaning into the whole, he mean, he, he's a leading man and he mm-hmm. could just be playing a leading man for the rest of his life. But here he's hey. like, <laughs> I, he's doing like what Tom Cruise is doing. He's leaning into his age, finally, yeah, yeah. I think. And yeah. the fact that he plays this assassin who wants to be anywhere but on this train, uh-huh. um, it, it, it speaks volumes, I guess, to mm-hmm. how far he's willing to poke fun at himself and yeah. his image. Because again, he cannot be the good-looking young lead forever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. And circling back, I guess, to what we've learned from looking at uh, David Leach's IMDb page. So he's got action down pat. He's had his share mm-hmm. of um, stupid action movies, I guess. Well, not really stupid, but, you know, <laughs> just run of the mill. A little bit stupid more awesome fun. than the usual. Yeah, stupid fun. But this just takes it to another level. I mean, his excuse for Deadpool was because it's Deadpool. You can literally do that. And if you don't do that, it's not Deadpool <laughs> without all the kagaguhan and all the violence and right. breaking the fourth wall right. and everything. But here, um, it brings that playfulness into this whole mm-hmm. scenario but still doesn't feel like out of place and not just because it but just because it's not Deadpool doesn't mean I can't go this crazy and to an right. acceptable way it's, it's it's an acceptable level of um ridiculousness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and um something that's fun about it is that um, everybody seems to be in on the joke everybody yeah. knows exactly what kind of movie they're in yes. and they ramp up their performances accordingly. Yes. Case in point, I love the twins played by um, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian uh, Tyree Henry. They, they go are by in them. no way twins at all. No, they are totally twins. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't care what you say. They're twins, and um, <laughs> they they are a pair of assassins who go by the monikers Lemon and Tangerine. Yes, See, they, they do. Which goes. Perfectly well in a universe where Brad Pitt would be named Ladybug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I can I, live with I this. I believe it. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because we've seen like a bunch of movies wherein one actor is hamming it up and the other is playing it way too serious. Mm-hmm. This is like the perfect blend of Eldest every. Tom Hanks. But this is like everybody's just playing around. And I feel like that's because everybody just yes. genuinely has fun with it. I mean, you have something as ridiculous as punching a fucking mascot in the middle of like a train in Japan. <laughs> like even to small roles as the train mm-hmm. conductor played by hero from heroes. So cute. And like um some like even just like the random people you see on the train, they're all <laughs> yes. in on it. They're definitely all in on it. We'll get to the cast in a little bit, but um I think right off mm-hmm. the bat we got to say that this isn't really a movie for everyone. Like we were talking right immediately after the movie and you were like, 
not everybody's gonna like this. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. not not everyone's going to enjoy how over the top this is. And true enough, yes. I saw how a couple of uh, people I knew didn't really like it as much as we did. But then mm-hmm. that's okay. That's that's people's different taste. Maybe they found it like way too over the top. But we liked it, and we're terrible people who like violence. So if you <laughs> as well enjoy that kind of thing, you're definitely gonna enjoy it. But like I completely understand and see why some people might not. I don't think it's just the violence per se, but that is a big factor. But also the irreverent sense of humor. I mean, fuck it. If you've ever heard an episode of this show, you guys know that we don't take anything seriously, honestly. So (laughs) this movie was right up our alley. You know, this is the kind of movie (laughs) where nonsense happens and you just have to go with it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, True story. I was in... I was on the Sony Pictures lot last month, and um, one of the things that was on display there in their exhibit area where they got props and costumes from their different movies, one of them was the mascot suit from this movie. <gasps> but I didn't recognize it because the movie hadn't come out yet. All right. But the And our tour guide only told us after we left that room. So we're like, oh, man. But yeah, true story. I saw that mascot. I mean, I didn't check if it had Brad Pitt's punch marks on its face, but Aww. you know, it could have. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I wish you knew so you would have like taken a photo punching it or something. Or like <laughs> wearing it even better if, if, if you could wear it. Like if you I could. I think it was oh, behind well. glass. Oh, but man. No. Okay. Oh, well. Well, missed opportunity. But, it's okay. Um, yeah. But even so, like uh, the humor, the the violence or… I, I don't ha- I don't know how else to tra- translate it eh. pero kasi ang gago yes. how do you say this in English sobrang gago sobrang tarantado uh, lang niya <laughs> no I no that I, I think they'll get the context <laughs> but so no, but look it's, it's, I like it the way I like Thor 4 Love and Thunder is ab- it's as dumb as a bag of rocks <laughs> but it is so much Fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But like, even if if like the katarantaduhan is not your thing, then mm-hmm. I feel like you'd at least appreciate the the banter and chemistry of the cast. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's For get sure. to the cast. We were already uh, there anyway earlier. So right, I want to get to the Brad Pitt rebrand of it all. <laughs> so he's been play. He's he's played it all. He, like the mm-hmm. heartthrob. He's uh, he's been an alpha male at some point. And now we're getting into this new phase of Brad Pitt. He's older. Unfortunately, not as good looking anymore, but still very very uh, good looking in a homeless guy kind of way, hot homeless guy kind of way. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But here he's. <laughs> He's neurotic. He's yep. he's the type of guy who reads self help books and tries to stay zen. <laughs> and it's that <laughs> that's the least you'd expect from an assassin. And I just love how he's just this stuck between everything, and he's just like, "Fuck it, I just want to go home. <laughs> Why can't I just go home? Like this is totally unexpected for him." And I'm like happy to see him like that. Look, at the end of the day, don't we all just want to go home at the yeah, end of the day? Follow. Yeah. If you, you want to just do your job, clock in, clock out, go home, watch some Thomas the Tank Engine. This is what everybody <laughs> wants out of life. I know, right? Um... His handler, who gives him his mission, is played by Sandra Bullock, who seems to be repaying the favor that Brad Pitt gave her um, by appearing in The Lost City. Mm. Um, 
Loki. He he had a cameo in that one. He was great in that one until he was missing half of his skull. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen The Lost City. It's a it's also a romp. It's not as ridiculous as this, but it's a cute little rom com thing with a bit of adventure. And yeah, Brad Pitt's <laughs> Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt is a personal trainer who gets shot in the head, and then you see him again at the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> did you know you don't I love <laughs> did you know you could go you could lose 30% of your brain and still function what like, the fuck huh, okay <laughs> okay it, it's not that it's funny okay Lost mm. City is funny so Sandra Bullock is here but here's the thing she, it wasn't supposed to be her at, originally mm. um, the handler was originally Lady Gaga what? but she had to pull out for House of Gucci because she had scheduling conflicts uh, right I mean if you had Gaga in what? this they would have just taken it to a whole another level of insanity yeah yeah i could imagine that i wonder if she'll put on a fake accent for it i don't know i'm not sure what version of her voice she'll be putting on for it but but you know taking orders from lady gaga like yes yes ma'am i will do what you want but and this whole sandra bullock thing apparently was also a secret somehow she wasn't in the she wasn't in the promos or anything and um Right at the premiere. No, she's in the trailer. You can see like her jaw. But that's her jaw. They're not really revealing it. And I, I heard from Tom, um, my friend slash uh, former radio partner at the premiere, that he suddenly slipped that Sandra Bullock was in this. And he was like, oh shit, but I'm not supposed to say that. Because apparently in the promos and everything, he wasn't. Uh, they weren't supposed to like really say that Sandra Bullock was there outright. Like Ooh, it's only inferred. Okay, okay. So he was like, oh All shit, right. I just spoiled it for you. But I was like... Come on, yeah, from the trailer, I could already tell it was her. So I recognize that voice anywhere, okay? I, I've watched Miss Congeniality enough times to recognize her anywhere. Even with that stupid-ass wig. Yes. That wig was horrible. Yes. That, that wig was awful. And with all due respect, I need to I need to apologize to my buddy Mike. Because uh, my full review for the movie is up on 8-list. And he was so upset that I didn't reference, make a miscongeniality reference. So, how dare yeah, here you? Here we go. My how, beat me how to dare? it. So, how? How dare Anyways, you? That is like the, the pinnacle way. of Sandra Bullock. I don't care about speed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I care about miscongeniality yes. and April 25th. Fuck it. I love I'll, 28th. Excuse you. April 28th. You know, it's 28th. not too hot. It's not too cold. It's the perfect day. 25th kaya. I thought it was 28. 25th. Are you serious? I'm Googling it right now. What? 25th. Uh, I, I like how we're settling this dispute Fine. on air. <laughs> yes, Deng is telling me it's not 28. It's so she 25th. wins. You all win. Screw okay. you guys. Thank you, Deng. But anyway, yes, it's the 25th. I love you. <laughs> no, not you. Well, fine. I love you too. But no, I love her more. Shut up. I know. <laughs> God, why are you <laughs> ganging up on me? Because it's 25th and not the 28th. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, it's okay. 25th. God. Okay, any, okay, fine. Anyway, either way. Anjo, I like it better when we're making fun of Anjo. <laughs> you don't know the 28th might be too hot. It's only three days off. <laughs> listen to Dang. Okay. Yes, but, I will listen to Dang. <laughs> God. Uh, but yes, anyway. 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 Yes. Yes, we, we could recognize Sandra Bullock anywhere. So... I don't mm-hmm, know. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was a very futile effort because people knew anyway. But th- that's how Tom mm-hmm. like brought it up to me. He's like, "Oh, I'm supposed to keep it a secret. I just spoiled you. I'm sorry." Like, well, whatever. Yes. But uh, whatever. Sh- whatever. I recognize seems- an unnaturally tight jawline anywhere. <laughs> yes, and that that wonderful unique chin. 
Yes. But whatever scenes she was in, like even if it's just her voice over the phone and like for the very few scenes she was in towards the end, it's like uh, she's still she's still she still got it. I mean, to have chemistry with Brad Pitt over just the phone is actually pretty mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. I know. Who else would make a fun voice on the phone, do you reckon? Who would be a good handler for Brad Pitt? Morgan Freeman. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think like whatever he voices will be like good. But but yeah, either way, Lady Gaga, even if it wasn't Lady Gaga, I guess it's fine because yeah, Sandra Bullock. I'm not sure if Lady now thinking about it, I'm not sure if Lady Gaga would have had that same on the phone chemistry with Brad Pitt because they're already friends. And it kind of works that way, I guess. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. Yeah. And I, I, I like I like I like yeah I mean I I again I like the way that all the performances in this movie play off each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little too chummy. Maybe it's a little too I mean for lack of a better term, it's inside baseball, you know, because it works better if you know how all these people relate to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like hey, it's it's a lot of little gags. Yeah. So in a way, that's why I thought of Steven Soderbergh because it's got like a crazy ass plot that's only held together by the chemistry of the stars, like mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven and whatever. But here, it's, I mean, it, it, it just works. And the fact that they commit to it is just, it just makes it better. Like, mm-hmm. I saw an article about in <laughs> the top accents in this movie. What? Are you serious? I saw an article about okay. the top accents in this movie okay, on a scale on of me. one to ridiculous. Okay. And <clears throat> I think the absolute winners were Lemon and Tangerine uh, because they are so show. insanely cockney. They're so East London that it's almost like Snatch. Brad Pitt's accent is Snatch, where you need freaking subtitles to know what the hell they're talking about. But so, uh, and, and the thing is, Aaron Taylor Johnson, even if he's always playing an American, like when he was in Age of Ultron or he was in Kick-Ass, he was always mm-hmm. an American. But mm-hmm. here, I mean, he's actually British. But here, he goes That's- so, he pushes it as far as he possibly can. That's He's why, not posh in this. That's why I asked you at the end of the movie. It's like, was he always British? Because like he all, was literally always all, British. Like literally all the movies I've seen, he's just like put on such a such an American accent yes. that I like literally did not know that he was British until now. And that's yeah. not even his own British accent. He's British, but that's not, not that kind of British. It sounds like yeah, he sounds like Brad Pitt in Snatch. Like had a baby with Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. It's that bad. His Cockney accent. And Brian T. Henry, who most of us saw in Atlanta, where he's great, by the way, Mm -hmm. and doesn't really say much on that show. He just matches Aaron Taylor Johnson beat for beat in the insane Cockneyisms. I know. And it's just amazing to see the two of them bickering. Well, Lemon and Tangerine stole the fucking show. I mean, get them a prequel <laughs> spinoff, please. Like, if there's they anything, they are my favorite twins now. I know. Yes. It's like even oh, he did play a twin at some point too. But this is the better twin, not Wanda. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I love too, Wanda, but you know, too soon, too no, soon. He's found a better twin. I like this one better. But I love Wanda, but you know, <laughs> this is more fun. Fair, fair, yes, so, absolutely, yes. Uh, obviously, and, Lemon and Tangerine are the, are the favorites of literally mm-hmm. everybody who watched this. Like even the people who didn't like it as much were like, "Oh, I'd watch it again." I guess for just Lemon and Tangerine, which is why we should give them a spinoff slash prequel. Yeah, I'd watch it. I want to see a movie about the Bolivia job. I want to know what yeah. the heck they did there. Yeah, <laughs> and they they go on these these like ridiculous sequences of how 
how they just literally killed like a bunch of people. How they were counting off. How many was that again? I for, for, <laughs> like thirteen or yeah, twelve. fifteen or something. <laughs> They, they couldn't agree. So they had to enumerate them, complete yeah. with visual aids. And it was yep. glorious. This movie yeah. is insane. So <laughs> glorious. And like, even though if they cannot, like in any stretch of the imagination, cannot be twins physically, but at least they got that chemistry there. And they just like bouncing off of each other flawlessly. They're fantastic. Uh, so amazing. Definitely the best out of um, the entire cast. Like I love the Brad Pitt rebrand and all, but you know this just takes the cake it's can amazing. i just say though also on that list of best accents in order of ridiculousness joey king she is oh, american yes. but she does this whole posh private school british accent and it does slip every now and then but for mm-hmm. the most part she's remarkably consistent and this is a hell of a hell of a jump like, from the kissing booth. Like, what oh, the right, actual the hell? Oh booth. my fucking God. And she's so fucking sick. Her character's so freaking sick. Like, to, mm-hmm. to get to to push a kid off of a high building just to get what you mm-hmm. want. To, like, mm-hmm. lure his father into the train with you to do right, your evil right. bidding. My God, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? <laughs> so it's fucked true. up. It's true. Yeah. And um, I love that the fact, I love the fact that one, they cast Joey King because, again, it plays on our expectations. It's not just the fact that she's dressed up like like, uh, like an innocent, quote-unquote, schoolgirl. It's the fact that we know Joey King from her past works. And you don't expect her to be a complete sociopath. Yep. So that, that was refreshing. That was definitely refreshing. Like, see, you literally, you literally just mentioned she was in the kissing booth. I'm like, oh, fuck, that was her. Right? Oh, my God. So yeah, so that, an- another movie I would have wanted to erase from my memory, but at least we've got this. One, two, or three. I didn't like any of them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's me. Uh-huh. That's just me. I, I heard that there's there-, there were good ones, but you know, not my thing. <laughs> but you know, Joey King here, I I mm, complete psycho, and I I loved it, and e- even to the point like I love how like um was that lemon? He was just like so convinced that she wasn't evil. <laughs> Mm-hmm, At some point, mm-hmm. he's like, "How do you, you know? It's just the white girl tears. They just get me." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I love how laid back Lemon is compared mm-hmm. to Tangerine's. I don't know. At some point, he just he he becomes obsessive about getting the job done properly. It's it's basically uh, it it can work as a sibling dynamic. Like there's a type A one, there's a one who is more chill about things and wouldn't stop talking about Thomas and friends, <laughs> you know. But uh, it's just the dynamic that worked. And like I didn't expect to have feelings here, okay? But I really just. I felt for the twins. You root yep. for the twins. Even yep. technically, they're not the protagonists here because Brad Pitt is. And, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're a couple of um, bad guys. But oh, I just, like, loved their relationship and how it all turns out. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, I guess we can talk about spoilers now. We're that yeah, deep into it. But, yeah, yeah, because I got one accent left from that list. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So, uh, you know, we think one dies and then the other one dies and apparently one doesn't actually die. You know, it's it's sad when you thought they actually died. And when one actually died, it's like, oh. 
the the one the um, the one what one other accent from that article that I mentioned. And for anyone wondering, I will be sharing the article in the group. Please chime in which one you think is the best accent in this movie. Um, that is of uh, the big bad of the piece, the White Death, and he's played by Michael Shannon, who you know basically only has like two modes of acting where near whisper <laughs> followed by severe screaming I mean <laughs> every damn movie zero to a hundred absolutely and you know he's supposed to be this big Russian gangster and all of that but for the love of God I don't know what the hell accent he's got in this movie <laughs> he tried he really tried to be Russian how 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 is he Russian you know uh, like he tried you know he <laughs> I mean, as long as we're on it, you know, he's he's all Russian. His kid is Percy Jackson doing Russian. Um, right. OG Percy Jackson, not the new young Ryan Reynolds version. But, um, you know, they don't sound anything alike. <laughs> no, they don't. It's like, are you sure that's your dad? I mean, I mean, psycho wise, yeah. But like accent wise, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't see there's. I think it's also because Michael Shannon can't figure out what his accent is supposed to be. Maybe, <laughs> but okay. okay, 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 Michael Shannon. Um, I also want to talk about Bad Bunny. Like, holy shit, Bad Bunny's yes. here. Yeah. So, well, he's not credited as Bad Bunny, but he. I know. But he who plays the, hell the knows wolf. Him? Who knows him by anything other than? I know, I know right? Well, he's credited as Benito Antonio Mar- Martinez Ocasio, but. You gotta put Bad Bunny there on the poster, and people would be I like, know. "What?" I, I, exactly that. <laughs> I, I would have. I would have loved to see Bad Bunny on the credits. Well, okay, fine. If it's his decision to go by his actual uh, name, then okay, fine. That's it's his choice. But you, know, how badass would that be if Bad Bunny and ironically, who played the wolf? So it's like, whoa, <laughs> you're another kind of animal. <laughs> But but to be fair, you know, I mean, they don't tre- they don't credit Childish Gambino in Community, so oh, fine, fine, fine. But Bad Bunny maybe, would have been cool. Maybe it was a conscious choice. I don't. Oh, uh, maybe you know, separating my music career from my acting career, that kind of thing. But his 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 scenes were very short. He goes up unexpectedly, but hilariously. <laughs> like, I remember how he dies and how like Brad Pitt <laughs> like tries to. Make it look like he's just like asleep or drunk on the train, just so he doesn't get discovered. But oh, he was great. That that was the least I expected from somebody I see in rap videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, can we talk about the twists and turns that the plot takes? I mean, not to go too in depth or whatever, but. It was a joy to see how everything aligned and how mm-hmm. how much thought they gave to it. Because some of the things are actually changed from the book, okay? Yeah. But the way that they translated it here, uh, I think it just made for a far more enjoyable experience, I admit. But it's not too hard to imagine a serious version of this movie being made. <laughs> I know. It's like… Because if you look at it skeletally, okay? Or like events-wise, it's just like one assassin… Being beat up by another assassin trying to get that same suitcase, yada, 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 mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. the whole Russian con- um, mafia connection. But like, this could have been like something as serious and dark and not as colorful, like maybe something like Snowpiercer, for example. Ooh, nice one. You know, um, 
with uh, Chris Evans. That was serious too. All happened in the train. Not as not as twisty and turny with the number of assassins in it. But, you know, could have been like that. Very serious. Could have had a political message or whatever. But mm-hmm. it just chose to be this fun, again, gago action movie instead. But if you look at it, because like, there's this revenge aspect. So much revenge, actually. There's ruminations on fate yeah. and destiny, life, death, loyalty. You know, this thing is this thing could really be a straight up drama. Yeah, if the, it really wanted to exactly. be. Exactly. And the twins could have just been like these two quiet assassins in suits, like maybe those guys from Better Call Saul, <laughs> the twins. <laughs> or maybe like they could have had no personality and it still would have worked the same way. Things would still happen the same way they did. But you know what? I just love that they chose to do something as crazy as this instead. And I haven't really read the book. I want uh-huh. to read the book now to see to actually see how the original author's treatment of the book was. It was written by um, Kotaro Isaka. I hope I'm saying that correctly. But yeah, the original book. Let's see if I read it and if I can imagine Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and everybody, Joey King, and everybody else like doing the same thing. I doubt it. I highly okay. doubt it. Here's the thing. I I honestly think. It would be a good exercise in a couple of years to remake this movie, but as a straight, serious adaptation, but with exactly the same cast. That would yeah. be brilliant. Because um, one of my favorite examples of this kind of thing, uh, just to show you what a difference the treatment can make, um, is actually Airplane, which is one of the silliest, funniest, most ridiculous movies ever. But it's almost word for word the script of Zero Hour, which was um, an airplane plain thriller, suspense thriller. And when they were watching it, the directors of the eventual airplane, they said, like, this movie is stupid. Like, we could make the same movie with the same script, but it's going to be funny. So, yeah, I could totally imagine Bullet Train being taken seriously. Yeah. And I feel like most of the people in the cast are, like, completely equipped to do a drama as well. So it's like, which one do you want? The funny or serious version? Just depends on the day, but it's the same story and it's the same cast. So mm-hmm. that would be interesting. Um, and- I like seeing Hiroyuki Sanada here. Oh, yeah. Um, as who seems to have taken over Ken Watanabe's role as the token Japanese <laughs> oh, for every no. Hollywood movie. That's so true. I miss Ken <laughs> I'm Watanabe. Sorry, but it I is. love him. It's true though. It's true. I mean, we like, see him he- in Mortal Kombat. We saw him in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, we saw yeah. him in Avengers Endgame for 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, he's been popping up in a lot of places now. I mean, good for him. I'm happy yeah. for him. He's always a welcome um, a welcome presence. Happy to see him. And he's like the grounding element, I feel. Like if everybody was just like, um, you know, having fun. And it, it's not that he sticks out in that way. Because we did say that they're all kind of like cartoon characters. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's still cartoon character as the serious sensei type but he still fits in but again he's in on the joke so it works it works everybody's performance is pitched where it could easily go into parody but they hold it just enough yeah that you know you're still scared for people's lives you know Mm -hmm. you still want to see who lives who dies you still want to see where the story goes Mm -hmm. um they know how to have fun with it and it really shows yeah and um this movie also has its fair share of amazing cameos 
<laughs> it's like David Leach called in so many favors of all the movies he's ever done. Oh my god! Because we we had Zazie beats. I I needed more. If there's anything, I needed more Zazie beats in this one. She was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. So she plays the Hornet, one assassin who is also you know out to kill everybody with the snake venom and shit. Who ends up dying from her mm-hmm. own snake venom because she doesn't yep. have more than one fucking antidote. <laughs> so smart, but she so she was good. amazing. So fun to see her. I was so happy mm-hmm. to see her after Deadpool too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also as um, you probably saw her in the trailer. Maybe didn't recognize her because she's got blonde hair or at least a blonde wig in this one. Karen Fukuhara is here Ooh, from the boys, right? From the boys, yeah, yeah, from yes. The boys. And unfortunately, Katana in fucking Suicide Squad, the the shitty one. But <laughs> um, you know, she's also up for the ridiculousness here. I know and, she was she was the 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 um the cart lady, the train mm-hmm, cart mm-hmm. lady. So as opposed to her. Um, character who I'm most familiar with in the boys, she's like she's she'd rip your head off if she could. But here she's just like so sweet. Would you like That's a bottle right. of water? Here, can you pay me for that? <laughs> I know. And and there's a couple that I I can't spoil for the life of me because they're just too damn good. I do we? I want to talk about them so much. Okay, can can we just like put in a disclaimer? Like the best cameos here. If you don't want to get spoiled, yes. okay, do that. Skip the like, next minute or so. Okay. I just I just need to get this out of my chest because the best fucking cameos here. <laughs> first off, Shining Tatum. <laughs> I fucking love Shining Tatum's cameo here. Like, if there's anything else I love about Shining Tatum besides the obvious good looks, it's how he doesn't care about looking stupid in his movie roles. <laughs> Okay, he didn't give a fuck in the Jump Street franchise. He didn't give nope. a fuck in Free Guy. Yep. And sure as hell, he did not care here too. And he plays a random stranger in the train who Ladybug asks help from. And all he wants in exchange are sexual favors. And I, I, I want to know, right? At what point did he decide that he would be everybody's sex toy? Like, <laughs> seriously, whenever he does one of these cameos, I mean, it's always to be objectified. I mean, you won't. There's no shortage of people who would probably agree to that. So <laughs> fine, guess, but fine, yeah. fine. But like even how he checks out Brad Pitt or how he checks out Aaron <laughs> Taylor Johnson. It's like that is me. <laughs> he likes what he sees. I know. It's like that is exactly how I would react on that train. Of but course. it's Shining Tatum, which makes it ridiculous. <laughs> all right, fine. And how about the next one? Okay. And the best cameo of all, I would have to say, <laughs> Ryan fucking Reynolds. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. The rev- I mean, we can say it here and maybe you're listening to this episode like mm-hmm. even if you haven't seen it and you know, still don't care about spoilers. But the moment, the reveal is just amazing. It really is. And... I don't know. I think he pretty much owns this sort of thing at this point. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so believable that he turns out to be Carver, the guy who didn't show up to work, who was supposed (laughs) to do this whole thing. And Brad Pitt just ended up filling in for him, which like, and, uh. There is some deep philosophical stuff at work here about the suffering that one man must endure. Wow. 
But all of this philosophy just goes out the damn window <laughs> when shit happens. And then the things in this movie happen. And, and, and during the reveal, like when Brad Pitt realizes, like, fuck me. Okay, like this shouldn't be me going through this. It should be fucking Carver. <laughs> but he just like skips out on work today of all days. Fuck you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> it's like, to it's be honest, don't we all know somebody like that? Yes. Yeah. People who, you know, should be here but are not. <laughs> I mean, how fucking irresponsible you gotta be. Inconsiderate. Hey, to, be, to be fair, he's not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he's a parent. Hi, Anjo. <laughs> we, we miss you. <laughs> that guy. Uh, oh, well. He's not Ryan Reynolds, though. Then again, how many people really are? Yes, that's true. And fine, he has a good excuse. What was Ryan Reynolds' excuse? I don't even remember. I was just laughing my ass off because he just like <laughs> looks like the to- totally the type to just like skip work and like put well, some other guy in trouble. Even if he said it, would you believe it? No. Yeah, I think you believe anything he says. But yeah, <laughs> well, sure. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Anja has a good excuse. He's taking care of Theo. So. Yeah, sure. Fine. Taking care of a kid. Uh, yeah, that's good. Fine. Be yeah, that way. fine. You know, future of the, you know. Yeah, children. I made a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ryan Reynolds as Carver was just the cherry on top. Yes. And like, no matter how many times we say that, you know, he comes out here in this movie, the reveal is just like amazing. So just watch it. Yes. Okay, um, so it's the cherry on top of this absolutely absurd Sunday, really. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Well, there are so many memorable scenes in this movie. Like on the way home, literally after we got off from the cinema, I was like chuckling to myself, remembering <laughs> a lot of the scenes in the movie. So maybe you can run down some of ours. Okay, okay. My favorite, one of my favorites, because this movie is just full of them. One of my favorites was the fight in the silent car, the quiet car. Because... <laughs> Look, okay, in Japan, it's rude enough to be on your phone when you're on the train because, you know, oh. the whole world doesn't have to hear your damn conversation. Mm-hmm. But they have specific cars where you're supposed to be super quiet because, you know, it's late, people want to rest, or maybe they just want a quiet ride. Maybe. Should we do the episode in ASMR? It's anyone trying to kill us at the same time. You, you got that dumbest the train sticker said, can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, that scene stuck out because you have Brad Pitt and Brian Tyree Henry like trying to punch the shit out of each other while trying to be quiet in the midst Mm -hmm. of everything. And you've got this cranky old lady trying to shush them the entire time. 70 year old Karen who can't, (laughs) you know, mind her own business. Well, to be fair, she was um, abiding by the general rules in Japanese trains. Quiet car. Yeah, quiet (laughs) car. Fine. But that that just made it so much funnier. (laughs) It's like, you know how when you you really want to laugh, but somebody tells you not to laugh, it just ends up making you want to laugh harder. That's the effect of this scene here. And it's just the highest form of farce. And I cannot believe I saw this kind of nonsense in a $200 million movie in 2022. Thank you, Sony. Thank you, Columbia. <laughs> this was just what I needed. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I also wanted to get to some amazing kills. So like I mentioned earlier, uh, Zazie Beats get poisoned by her mm-hmm. own poison. <laughs> and like 
you know, Brad Pitt takes the antidote and she doesn't have an extra. But how Zazie Beats and Bad Bunny just go in this, their kills were fucking amazing. And like, I literally <laughs> yes. cannot imagine these kind of deaths also happening elsewhere because they throw out the line, you don't have an extra antidote? Or <laughs> like, you know, Ladybug just would, being Would you that- like a water? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to hold your hand? <laughs> Well, she's writhing in the floor with her eye sockets <laughs> bleeding. Oh my god. Or like Bad Bunny just throwing a knife at the suitcase and it just bounces off next to him and hits him square in the chest and he dies. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, crazy shit. Again, meditations on fate, destiny, and the suffering one man must endure. <laughs> I love how it's also there's that philosophical aspect, which Brad Pitt's character tries to like you know, push out once in a while and the the elder pushes us out once in a while. But just to see the whole scenario happening around it, it's just, why is this happening at the same time? But I still love it. It is glorious. It is glorious nonsense. And um, the dialogue is up to snuff. The dialogue is on point as far as ridiculousness goes. I guess, yeah, there really would be people, I guess, who wouldn't be able to suspend their disbelief Mm -hmm. to believe this level of nonsense. But for those of you who go in, you know, expecting a good time, I don't think you'll be disappointed, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good time. And, you know, you don't have to pull anything from it. It's like there may be like some snippets or like droplets of wisdom here somewhere, but that's not (laughs) what you're there for, okay? Not at all. You're you're there for like people kicking the shit out of each other in trains. And that's just what is so amazing about it. I also want to get to how amazing the marketing here is somehow because I've never wanted anything Thomas the Train anything like I've never wanted merchandise of Thomas the Train or Thomas and Friends in my entire life but I want the Thomas sticker set so bad (laughs) I'll get you some so bad and um Okay, I also want to get another spoiler. So another spoiler of an awesome scene. So feel free to skip this again if you don't want to. But if you already seen it, go ahead. Tangina naga POV yung water bottle. You get the fucking POV from the water bottle. You know how like each character gets this amazing intro with their backstory and how they got into the train, and you get that from a fucking bottle of Fiji water. What is this? What is this? This is. The- I want to know how much they paid. <laughs> I know this is. This is where <laughs> like I'm telling we, you. This is where we lost it in the cinemas and like uh, some other people it around was us too. Compelling <laughs> cinema. Okay, I don't care what anyone says. That is one of the best things I've seen this year, and I saw Top Gun. So this, <laughs> this was an experience that was worth seeing with an audience. This nonsense. I know. Like, like, might I add again, brilliant marketing because I don't know how much they paid for the Thomas and Friends, right? I don't know how much they paid for um, Fiji water to be like so blatantly promoted here because I'll never see either of the two the same way again thanks to this movie. Would you say you're thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> for Aaron Taylor Johnson, yes. Can I get onto the thirst portion? <laughs> Oh my god! You can get sure you can get on to Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> His so wife hot. might have a couple of issues with it though. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but he was just so attractive. Even with that stash and all and the ridiculous accent. My god. In that suit <laughs> kicking butt. 
I never thought in my life that I I think I think it worked the same way for Top Gun, which mm-hmm. I guess says a lot about how old these actors are already. <laughs> Because obviously in Top Gun, I didn't thirst for Tom Cruise anymore. Not as much as I used to back in the day, back during his heyday. And I ended yeah, up last like Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And I ended up <laughs> thirsting over Miles Teller, who was such a pleasant surprise. That was surprising. Yeah, I did not like, expect that glow up. What the I actual know, hell? Right? But yeah, I've I've always I've always had a thing for Aaron Taylor Johnson, but I did not even think that he could hold the candle to Brad Pitt. Considering how big of a crush I had in uh, on Brad Pitt, especially in Troy, in like in um, what was this uh, interview with the vampire? It's like I realized, oh my god, Brad Pitt's so old. <laughs> I'm thirsting over someone else more than him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wait, you know wait, 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 wait. Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie, right? Okay, mm-hmm. bear with me. I'm going somewhere. So it's Aaron okay. Taylor Johnson in this movie, right? Are you mm-hmm. picturing him? Are you closing yeah. your eyes? You're imagining yes. him right there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, mustache, suit. Okay, you got him. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then you got Miles Teller on the other hand. Fuck. Can you imagine? Yeah, flight suit, <laughs> mustache. Why? Why do you do this to me? But yes, your point is. I think you've just unlocked a mustache fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, summer 2022. This is what our biggest blockbusters have done to my co-host. Excuse the mustaches just happen to be there, okay? With or without the mustaches, I think I still think they would be hot. I don't know. You mentioned the mustache. You were very specific. Okay. I'm learning. (laughs) Jason grew a mustache. (laughs) Just kidding. But uh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah f- fair point. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what else um, other movies have that will. Okay, fuck Chris Evans and Gray Man. Oh my god, <laughs> Chris Evans the mustache in the Gray Man. <laughs> oh my god, it's the year of the mustache. What is oh wrong with this? God. I don't understand. Oh my god. Moving on. No, this is undeniable. Every major blockbuster of the last three months has a dude with a mustache in it. And you're <laughs> digging it. <laughs> yes, fine. Fine. Yes, I am. I am. Okay. Chris There's Evans. No Chris no Evans in The Gray Man. You know, he's wearing these tiny t-shirts, but... Up top, he's got that mustache. I really feel they just happen to have the mustaches. But okay, I might be unlocking. I might be unlocking something I never thought I would have. To be okay. fair, I don't think we've seen many mustaches in major blockbusters in the last twenty odd years. Yeah, maybe it'll be a thing. You know, you know how like the. You hope so. <laughs> you know how the late uh, 2020s are, are, are like even 2019 or 2018 Like people were growing beards all of a sudden Like full on beards Oh god This is more doable <laughs> <laughs> It's more doable for, for a lot of men Yes That's exactly what you meant by doable Okay cool uh, I did not mm-hmm. Don't oh, twist Jason, my words sir take notes. Don't take twist notes, my man. words sir Oh my god moving on <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, God. okay, let's move on. Move on. Okay. I'm gonna start drawing mustaches on movie posters, and then let <laughs> oh you tell me God. what works for you. Oh my God. <laughs> it depends on the person. We'll see. I don't mm. think if I don't think putting a mustache on, let's say, uh, who do I not like? Anyone I probably don't like. We'll see. 
We'll see if it works. Anyway. <laughs> Fine. I've been had. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been had. But okay. Um, I guess we've established what we already liked about it. Just the sheer ridiculousness of everything. Just go watch it to see that ridiculousness. But is there anything else you didn't like? <clears throat> um, again, I have a rid- that my ridiculous nitpick of the train moving a little too slowly. <laughs> Speaking as someone who's been on the damn thing. Uh-huh. Again, that's a very minor quibble. But I understand that I don't really think they got to shoot on an actual bullet train. If I'm not mistaken, they shot most of this on the back lot in in, in, in Hollywood, on the oh. Sony lot. Well, but, you know, it's pandemic time. So we get it. You know, they couldn't oh, yeah. just fly out to Tokyo over the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, if I had a quibble. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> I honestly think that I was underwhelmed by the reveal of the white death because they make such a mm. big deal about not showing his face and then when yeah. you see it it's just it's just another crazy Michael Shannon appearance and he doesn't <laughs> there's nothing iconic or memorable about him per se because mm-hmm. it's just Michael Shannon being Michael Shannon so I'm <laughs> like why'd y'all make it a, like a big deal maybe if they revealed that it was like I don't know Keanu Reeves or someone <laughs> oh, is this shit. big Russian mob boss, you know, or something yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous, like the cameos we got before that point. But yeah. just to show us Michael Shannon doing a standard Michael Shannon, like, eh, okay, whatever. I see that. I see it. Um, also, I was really wondering who it was. They took so long. Yeah, they, they did. They not had the until whole, he got on the train. They, they had the whole mask thing going on. Mm-hmm. The or they whole, shot him from the back. Yeah, or the whole flashback um, of the elder, you know, his whole um, Japanese um, Yakuza clan getting murdered by the White Death. Uh, you know, they built it up and it wasn't that uh, rewarding. I have a theory. What? Maybe because, maybe because, and it's just a theory, because it's Michael Shannon. <laughs> because it's Michael Shannon, you know, he's not Tom Cruise. He's not Brad Pitt. So, like, you know. He's not an old dude who can take off his shirt. And the White Death had, was kind of topless for a lot of those scenes. Maybe <laughs> that's why they had to shoot him from behind so they can get somebody Aww. who had actually done sit-ups in his life. Aww. So maybe, but Aww. yeah, underwhelming. They, they, yeah. They, you know, maybe if they got somebody more recognizable. Maybe. Or more ridiculous. Maybe. Huh. I'm trying to think who could have who could have given that oomph, given that they were just building it up. Hmm. Who would have been a good white death? Let's see. How about Dolph Lundgren? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then you wouldn't need a body double for the topless shit. You yeah. can shoot his face all day long. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um. Well, I'm sorry. I will sorry, Michael Shannon, but that's how we or thought. Or Schwarzenegger. I, 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 oh, my God. How <laughs> this the is fuck that kind they, of movie. How the fuck do you expect him to have a Russian <laughs> accent? How the fuck do you expect him to be an American in every other movie he did? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my god, that would be ridiculous. Hi, I'm John Smith. <laughs> I'm American. Come on, every other movie. He was just a, you know, regular American beat cop oh or god. regular American office worker. And nobody questions why he's the size of a tank and speaking with an Austrian accent. He's just our neighbor Bill. You know, uh, I, I don't know how he got away with that for all of those years, but hey. He's Arnold. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I guess before we get to 
my other um, gripes about it. I think we have to address the elephant in the room, which is the whitewashing issue going around. Ooh, okay. Sorry, sorry to bring it down a little, but since um, this is set in Japan and all, people would question the the prominence of white actors over the Japanese characters. So it is raising some questions currently, but I guess this is a mix of Hollywood politics because producers obviously won't take that big of a risk because um, in the in the original book by Kotaro Isaka, um, the characters were it was set in Japan. The characters were Japanese for the most part. You know, it's just like it's just like going on there, but it was Hollywood produced so i guess they had to get brad pitt etc etc so there is that there's the obvious change because Mm -hmm, it's really mm -hmm. different from the book but on the other hand the author of the book um isaka defended the decision by saying i I, I, yeah yeah by saying that the characters are actually um culturally or racially malleable i like that yeah so i guess that's that that actually makes me want to read the book more now to see like oh did did it fit that was it okay that they maybe changed the ladybug to and you know Brad Pitt or whatever so um I guess to him it didn't matter much who was white or not so I guess it it really is a mix we can't deny it there is whitewashing involved here so it would have been great to be able to go with the book's original Japanese characters but uh, and you know it would have better optics and would have sent a better message but unfortunately I guess it just says how we're not there yet in terms of the equality we want? I don't necessarily know. I don't think I would go as far as whitewashing per se. I mean, it would have been fun, yes, if it was made in the Japanese context and all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a, a Japanese set film, but I also understand the economics of yeah. making a $200 million movie in this day yeah, and age that's yeah. not based on a nostalgia property or on superheroes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I guess... They had to like pick and choose what they would keep, what they would change, mm. just to get the thing made at all. Yeah. And for me, it's actually really refreshing to see a film on this scale with this kind of a cast and this kind of um, this kind of an execution. Um, it 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 was just something I didn't expect to see because every other movie coming out now seems to be a sequel from something I grew up with or seems to be part of the MCU. I guess in context of when it came out, I agree that it is refreshing, but at the same time, like this has this kind of shit's been happening for so long, like changing up characters. But at the end of the day, you know, we're I guess we're not there yet in the progress we want. Fair. And and two, Hollywood, the there's always money involved, but you know what? Uh, it, it's okay with the author. It has mm-hmm. the author's permission. So mm-hmm. at the end of the I day, his it's word a- it's 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 his word that really holds the most weight. I feel. And um, I I've actually skimmed through sections of the book. I mean, they're not especially Japanese. Yeah. Um, the different characters, um, except for the ones that are specifically noted. To be doing tradi- engaging in traditional um, behavior, traditional mm-hmm. um, yeah. um, things, and I think that the movie finds a good middle ground on how much Japanese to retain and how much to change, just to make it accessible for people who might not necessarily even watch or want to see a movie um, featuring those things. Um, I and I, I think that um, for the most part, it is respectful of the context Mm -hmm. and that the spirit of the original work is retained. And like you said, the original author is is on board, you know, for all the changes they made. Um, There's even a couple of um, gender-flipped characters in here Mm -hmm. that I won't spoil. 
but uh, overall, I think the changes um, made it, uh, it. It contributed to the fun. If this was straight up drama, like we said earlier, if yeah, straight up crime eh, feeling, drama, feeling then maybe it would turn out like that. Eh. Yeah, it would need to be more like Infernal Affairs. Yes, yeah, but because yeah. they went the John Wick Deadpool route, there oh are no God. rules. There are no rules. You have twins who don't even match. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I think we can live with this. Yeah, I can live with it naman. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm just basing it on the author's point of view. So, if, if it's okay with him, then fine. Yeah, so um, I think it's up to the individual viewer of how much offense they want to take at this, honestly. Yeah. Well, but because the tone is such that they're not taking it seriously, they just want to have a good time, you know. You don't lose anything by, you know, just going along with it. Yeah, that's true. You, you pointed it out like if it were another kind of treatment, then maybe it mm. would be even more uh, un- unacceptable. But since, you know, they went gaga with it. Eh. If it was a straight crime drama and Brad Pitt is explaining the Japanese characters, his philosophies on life, fate, and destiny, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this no. is awkward. No, That's so Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Yes, and Haruyuki Sanada was also in that one, and even he defends that movie. <laughs> oh so, my god! You know, so yeah, okay. I, you know, everybody who made this movie was on the same page, and I hope that audiences um, can can enjoy it in that sense. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, we uh, a lot of people enjoyed it. I enjoyed it personally. I enjoyed it. Would have been nice if we were there to be able to cast like you know who uh, who was really intended. But you know, okay, whatever. That's not that's not Hollywood right now. Okay, on to lighter things. Besides that, I guess my gripe with it is I'm just I, I just got sick of the whole I will avenge my dead wife motivation. <laughs> I mean, yes. come on. Like sure it's sweet and all, but to have this for not just two, but three of the characters made it just feel <laughs> even so old to me. Like uh, <laughs> so it was the elder's motivation. Um, okay, his his wife gets killed. You know, he saves his son. Mm-hmm. Okay, it mm-hmm. was the wolf's motivation for everything. Therein, yep. you know, after she dies, she he does he decides to like hijack an entire train just to kill mm-hmm. the guy who killed his wife, who mm-hmm. happens to not be there. So, hmm. <laughs> and it was also the wolf's motivation. Like, like, on unfortunately for him, on his fucking wedding day, his wife mm-hmm. gets. But you know what? Just, just to have all three of them have that same motivation. I mean, come on. Do all these women have to die for this movie to get going? I don't think so. Like, come on. Maybe that just that, re- that just maybe got really old. Maybe that's where taking the more serious approach would have um, been appropriate. So, like, it would be like, like a like a poem where there are parts that rhyme. See, uh, here we go. We're just going to make a serious crime drama out of this. Wow. I don't fucking know. But I, can't, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this. But I agree with you as far as action movie, as far as batshit crazy action movie motivations go. Yes, it is old. Yes, it is tired. So and tired. I think we will have to read that book just to see how they treat it in the original text. Yeah. I, I agree. You're right. But yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe with it. Either way, I just enjoy the entire thing. But, For sure. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but, but before we close, can I just say the soundtrack slaps? Oh yeah, like fucking <laughs> Japanese covers of "Staying Alive." And what was the other one? There was another one. Holding out for a hero. Yes. What the actual hell? I love it. I 
fucking love it. It just fits so well. Yes. So oh like, unlike Zack Snyder, whose song choices are just so on the nose as oh to be offensive. God. I can't believe we're mentioning Snyder again, but okay. He's their favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, but here, you know, the choices are perfectly in tone with the insanity that's happening. Yep. Because again, you know, it's this kind of movie. So yes, this is the song we got to play. Mm-hmm. But maybe not entirely the way you remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Japanese. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So really babal gripe, I guess, would be um, if David Leach already called in so many favors, you know, he already got, you know, Zazie Beats, Shining Tatum, so many people from his previous movies. Knowing that, I guess if you didn't know who he's casted all these years, then you wouldn't be feeling the same way I did. But I would have loved to see Charlize Theron or Jason Statham or The Rock or Idris Keanu. Elba or Keanu. Like, I mean, I know it's over. It's probably going to be overkill. But that's just me knowing who else he's worked with and how many people he's already called in for all these favors. So hey, that's just maybe me we knowing. Can get, maybe, there's, maybe he's saving it for Bullet Train 2. Or that Lemon and Tangerine prequel slash spin-off. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yes, absolutely. What if Idris Elba was White white Death? No, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> no, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Can he do a Russian accent? That's or not if, the point. The point bro, is they're going to bu- spend two hours building up a dude named White Death. And it's Idris Elba who shows his face. <laughs> that is the perfect reveal. Sorry, Michael Shannon. <laughs> or or it was actually Charlize. Bad bitch! Bad bitch alert! It was no, a I, woman. I love her, but I'm with Idris Elba on this one. <laughs> uh, either way, I'd be happy to see either of them in any David Leach movie where Absolutely. they could ask. Absolutely, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. But that's Let it. us know in the comments, Uh-oh. please, who you guys would cast as white. <laughs> who you'd rather see besides Michael Shannon? <laughs> that's so sad. I'm so sorry. But yeah, oh, yes, let us know um, in the Facebook group, uh, Subatories We Like Movies. And I guess it's safe to say that we do recommend this if you're a terrible person who loves this kind of irreverent humor and violence Woo-hoo! as we do. But if you, if that's not your thing, it's totally fine. Um, that's your thing. But we obviously love it. Anjo would have loved it, I'm pretty sure, if he were here to join us. And see Absolutely, the movie. yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is us kissing David Leach's ass because we just love his work so much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for this ridiculousness. I was very happy to see this. Just what we needed. And, you know, it's been raining the last couple of weeks. It's been yeah. dreary. The world's going down the toilet. It's just, it was just a joy to see that somebody is somebody, a whole bunch of somebody's clearly had fun making this and we hope you guys also have fun watching it yeah so let us know maybe there are other movies you want us to talk about um check out our socials we've got the facebook group again saboteurs we like movies we've also got a facebook page um just look us up and we also got instagram at saboteurs podcast where we post uh, random snippets of our past episodes and please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Let us know what you think. And that has been Bullet Train. And this is where I wish Angel was here to make a stupid joke. But nope. <laughs> I guess that's it for us. I think that's a good note to end on. 
So we are the saboteurs, at least two-thirds of us. Hopefully next time, Anjo will come here to join us for the mm. usual... Mm. You know, dad jokes and for somebody to make fun of that's not Misha. I'm Mai. I'm Misha and we are the better two-thirds of this wow. group. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Going gone. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Go watch Bullet Train. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Columbia. Columbia.